0: Welcome to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. Whatever road you took to get here doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. My hope is that we all can help one another in this journey. Welcome back to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. We're at episode four already. I can't believe it. So, I've gotten through my... uh, gambling story. So now I want to start talking about what I plan to focus a lot on, on this podcast, which is the recovery, you know, getting better, self-improvement, you know, self-love, all these things. And, uh, it's important to tell your backstory. It's important to, you know, tell the story of your gambling or your addiction or, or whatever, but not to dwell on it. You know we all need to hear stories from one another to realize that we're not alone but the main part for me for all of this is is how we get better you know and and for me i've realized it's a lifelong process and that's you know that can be scary to some but to me it's a wonderful thing because for the longest time you know i was unhappy with who i was and today I, i love who i am i love who i've become and that's because of what I've done in my recovery. So, you know, there are several things I've done in my recovery, but you know, I'll jump off with that first week. So, you know, my last day to bet was five to 21. So starting on May 3rd, you know, the first day or two, I really don't believe I found much. I was really just reeling in what had just happened. I was coming home at night, just sitting down next to my wife and basically just crying because i was just so upset with everything i had done you know it was just so overwhelming getting these things out talking about how i never felt good enough about who i was and and all this stuff but you know i started looking for some help so the first thing i did like i said i'm a truck driver so you know i listened to a lot of podcasts a lot of music a lot of stuff on the radio whatever so I uh, I have Spotify so the first thing I did was search gambling addiction or gambling problem whatever it was on Spotify and the first thing that popped up was the after gambling podcast and that's what I started listening to that week and you know the first time I felt like I wasn't alone in this and like I wasn't the only horrible person doing these things was listening to episode number 11 on the After Gambling podcast Uh, for friends and family. Jamie does a really good job about talking about the addiction, how we feel while we're in our addiction. And it really really made me feel like I wasn't alone. Um, You know, like I had said, you know, I knew I had a problem with it. You know, I knew I couldn't stop. But maybe it's just because I had addictions to, you know, substances in the past that, you know, I just... You know, like I said, with with heroin and with the other drugs, you know, I knew other people were doing those same exact things I was doing because I was doing it with other people. You know, so you know, with the gambling, I like I said, I wasn't telling anyone. No one knew what I was doing. No one knew I had a problem. So I felt alone in it. I felt like I was the only one doing these things. So you know, early in my recovery, I searched for podcasts. It's the reason why I'm doing this. You know, it was so helpful for me. In my early days and so helpful today that i found all in the addicted gamblers podcast and from there you know i really dove deep into you know that podcast first listening to brian tell his story with his friend chris and then jeff jumped on and that's a great great podcast to listen to and there's so many good ones out there um too many to name you know there's the broke girl society strangers in recovery um gambling got the girls, so many Craig Carton's doing a radio show on WFAN that you can listen to. There's just so many things you can listen to, you know, well, I don't want to say so many, there's, there's more and more popping up, but anyway, so that's what I did my first week. Then that Friday I had found a GA meeting to go to. It was actually the first time that it was back since COVID started. So I went into my first GA meeting. Now I've been to NA meetings. Like I said, I've been clean since July 16th of 2009. So for years before that, off and on, I'd go to Narcotics Anonymous. So I had a basic idea of what it would be like, but I'd never been to a GA meeting. So I walked in and it was a lot smaller than the normal meetings I was used to. Back in my twenties, when I would go to Narcotics Anonymous, there was a lot of people that would go there. You know, uh, maybe it's just more prevalent. It's more a widely known issue whatever it was, you know, there'd be 10, 20, 30 people at those meetings. The meeting I walked into, there was about six or seven people and everyone was very welcoming. Uh, my wife came with me to that first meeting and, um, you know, it was really, you know, I was definitely the youngest one and I'm 37. So GA is, At least in our area, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter the age. But anyways, so, but what matters is everyone, you know, made me feel very welcome. Um, They took the time, you know, a lot of the guys there took a lot of time to help, you know, explain things to my wife, offered to have their wives talk to my wife. Um, You know, I sat down. Uh, listen to everyone share. Um, it's the first time I heard uh, someone say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm a compulsive gambler. So um, the in-person GA meeting, I went to a few of those. It's tough to me, uh, tough for me to get to those because in our area, there's none over the weekends and the latest ones are seven o'clock so for me it was it was difficult to get there but i kept trying there were phone meetings i was doing um you know so i i did a few of the ga meetings did the phone meetings was journaling journaling was very helpful for me in the beginning you know just writing down my thoughts and feelings um because it was just a whirlwind of emotions in the beginning um so, I did that for the first month. So, like I said, I was listening to All In the Addicted Gamblers podcast and I reached out to those guys because I'd heard a lot of stories of, of gambling, but I didn't hear anything about what I had been doing daily fantasy sports. So, I reached out to uh, Brian over there and asked, you know, if I could come on and tell my story. So, I did that. We spoke back and forth over. You know, it was around 30 days where I started talking with, with him. And at that point, he told me about the support group, um, that, uh, Jeff runs. And I spoke with, uh, with him and, and they let me in the group. And that's been one of the biggest aspects of my recovery since then. So from, you know, my 30 day mark up until now, which tomorrow is going to be 200 days um, six and a half months, basically. So with that, we have a a chat group, a WhatsApp group, where anytime you have any kind of issue, any feeling, you can put it in there. And a number of people, you know, there's anywhere from 50 to hundred people, depending on how many people come in and out. And there's always someone to respond. And everyone is so incredibly helpful in that group. I am so grateful to be a part of it. You know no one judges you in that group we're all recovering compulsive gamblers you know some people have one day some people you know have years and years and years and it's great to have different perspectives and there's a meeting every single day of the week you know at varying times and there's people from around the the world in that group so that's my problem gambling support group so that's one of the mainstays in my recovery we have a multitude of topics um everyone volunteers to chair. For example, last night I chaired a meeting and the topic I picked was letting go of shame. And, you know, do you still hold on to the shame from your addictions? And it was a great meeting. Everyone had different perspectives. Um, Some people, you know, didn't feel shame for what they did in their addiction, but they felt shame from beforehand, which led them into their addiction. Some people, um, like myself have let go of the shame Um, and some people still are holding on to the shame. And, you know, we talk it out, you know, we, we share on the topic. And then at the end, if there's time, we'll go back and forth with each other. It's really, really helpful. It's like an in-person GA meeting really, but it's from people from all ages, all walks of life, all races, nationalities, creeds. Um, And we just all come together for this, same problem that we have, you know, having, having this issue with compulsive gambling and we all help one another. And I love being a part of that group. It's been so, so very helpful. Recently I joined a, um, a zoom, uh, GA meeting group, um, with another friend of mine and that's been incredibly helpful. Um, it's, you know, a different set of people that we meet on Mondays at 7.30, and I'm really grateful to be a part of that group. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, I don't wanna say I don't believe there's a God. I don't, I mean, I, I believe that there's something out there, but for me, and that's, this is just now, and this is just for me, I, I don't wanna say I have a hard time with the, the steps and turning my will and over to, you know, God. And as we understand him, I mean, it's helped so many people, but for me, that's just not what's worked to this, to this point. Um, you know, I tried to do that with NA and I don't know if it was just cause I didn't work them seriously or what, you know, I'm sure at some point I will try to work the steps, but what's really worked for me is these meetings and, one of the most important things to me has been the therapy. Um, I see a a therapist on a fairly regular basis, you know, at least two to three times a month for a while I was going every week. So right around the 30 day mark. Also, I had been listening to the after gambling podcast and, and he gives the number for the same number I give the, uh, national council on problem gambling and my wife and I called that phone number and they connected us to our local gambling council in our area in upstate New York. And they connected us with a therapist and you know, it's different in different States, but they will pay that for you. So you can go and get the help that you need. So both, and it's not just for, for us as compulsive gamblers, it's for our affected others. Um, So actually my wife started going first, Um, just for her to, you know, deal with all of her emotions and everything that was going on, you know, it was still very fresh for both of us at that point. So she started going and a few weeks later I started going and that's really been really, really helpful in so many ways. That's really how I've been able to let go of the shame and feeling like I'm not good enough and feeling all these negative feelings I used to feel about myself, you know, the meetings are great because you can talk to fellow compulsive gamblers. You don't feel alone. We can talk about how we feel that day or how we felt about our gambling, how we deal with recovery on a day-to-day basis, how we don't gamble today or any day. Um, the one-on-one therapy really was helpful for me because that's how I dug into why I do the things I do and why I've done the things I've done and why I haven't felt great about myself. And, you know, I recommend for anyone who's struggling with really anything, it doesn't have to be an addiction. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It could be the stresses of everyday life. For me, it's like a lifesaver for both of us. It's really pushed my wife and I into a completely different direction in our lives and to me that's been one of the biggest tools in my toolkit for recovery so going over it my recovery consists of problem gambling support zoom uh zoom groups uh, ga zoom group um, therapy journaling now podcasting talking to other recovering addicts and compulsive gamblers um You know and if though if any one of those things don't work for you that's okay like we all have different journeys we all have different things that work for us what works for me may not work for you um i would just suggest to to try any of these things if ga is not for you there are a ton of groups out there you can go to like these problem gambling support groups if you are having a hard time finding help you can email me at the show at fantasy or reality at yahoo.com. Any questions, whatever it is, I'll, I'll help you find whatever help you feel you need. If GA is not working for you, there's this group there um, on Facebook. There's a group I'm connected with that has over 11,000 members. Um, that's another great group to be a part of. They've got Zoom meetings, I think, several times a day on there. Um, there's also Smart Recovery. I think I'm going to Dive into that and see how that is. Um, There are a multitude of different things that you can do if one thing's not working for you. You know, to me, it's about the, the desire to want to change, to really being tired of living in that misery, living in that, you know, I mean, for me, I just never felt like I, whatever I was doing was good enough. No matter how hard I worked, no matter how great of a father or husband or a friend to myself I was, I always just never felt like I was good enough, doing enough. And, uh, you know, going, going to therapy really is the big thing for me. Um, and I still go to this day and it's not all about putting out fires anymore. You know, some days it's just talking about what's going on in everyday life. You know, how I handle my recovery every day. Um, yeah. So I would suggest, you know, try your local GA meeting. If that doesn't work for you, you know, there's this problems, you know, gambling support group I'm part of there are groups on facebook there's groups on on reddit there's there's a lot of help out there and there's a lot of great podcasts to listen to that can help anyone and everyone um still to this day i listen to every one of these podcasts um, and that's you know that's why i want to do this i want to you know i've gotten so much help from it i've got so much help from these groups i want to Try to pass it along. So, you know, I'll continue talking about recovery going on. I just wanted to give a brief overview of what I do um, and what I've done. So, you know, it's different for everyone's journey. Some people start out with GA and stay with GA. Some people just do therapy. Some people, you know, it's, it's different for everyone. But for me, you know, the first week podcasting and GA then the second month was therapy and continuing with the podcasts and the problem gambling support group meetings and I would suggest even if you can get to GA meetings and you do have in-person meetings it's good to supplement with these type of groups because you get to talk to people all over the world get different stories perspectives it's great to hear. You know, we have some people who are, you know, teenagers, we have some people in their 60s and 70s, some people who gambled for 6 months, some people who gambled for decades. You know, it's important to me to hear as many stories as possible about you know, like I said, you 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 don't want to just focus on the gambling story, the destruction in someone's life, but sometimes it's good to hear just how far down the road someone went, and see that they can be successful, see that they can come back from it, as long as you put the work in, as long as you want to change, as long as you want to do that self-reflection. And I've really realized that it's possible. As long as you want to, as long as you want to get past your demons, whatever, as, you know, it's not easy, it's not comfortable, but it's possible. It's all about just working it every single day, you know, it's not going to be a fight every day in the beginning is it's, you know, I can say I never had any urges. Once I stopped, I think I was just so done, so tired of the hiding and the lying. And, um, I'm just so grateful today to be in recovery. I'm so grateful to be part of my groups and I'm so grateful to even have the chance to put a podcast out and hopefully help at least one person that listens to, I hope I help a lot of people, but you know, I'm just glad to be part of this community. So, if anyone has any questions, needs help connecting to any of these groups, I'd be more than happy to help. Um, you know, if you'd like to just if you're having a tough time, you want to talk with someone, you're not ready to talk with anyone in your life about it, you can reach out to me. You can really reach out to anyone who do these podcasts you know go on to facebook reddit there there are groups out there it's not hard to find us and everyone is so accepting and non-judgmental it's really a wonderful community to be a part of so thank you for listening and i look forward to doing the next podcast i'll be having my wife come on to talk about her recovery what she does and I'm looking forward to putting that one out. Talk to you soon. Here's where to get help. You can call or text 1-800-522-4700. That's the National Council on Problem Gambling. Or you could call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. This is where I found um, the link to my therapist through my local counselor. And then also we cannot forget our affected others. My wife goes to Gamanon every week and it's been a huge help to her. So anyone in your life who you feel like needs help or you've affected through your gambling, you can go to gammonon.org, G-A-M-A-N-O-N.org. The number is 718-352-1671.